Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here today for the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Today, it is the 15th of March, 2022. Today's show is brought to you by Stat Hero to play unique games for the NCAA tournament. Go to stathero.com today. On the show, we're going to look at each Big 12 team's path to the Final Four. Yes, all of them. Look at all of their paths to the Final Four. Talk about the you know, probability, likelihood that they have a shot at making it. Uh, kind of going to explore their past the Sweet 16 first, because that's kind of where you have to make it. But going to break down each Big 12 team's path to the Final Four coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Big 12. Your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. On today's show, exploring what I mentioned before, each Big 12 team's path to the final four. We're going to work back from the seeds that are the highest in number. So obviously, Iowa State at 11, and then work down to the lower seeds. When I say Higher seeds, I mean the higher in number. When I say lower, I mean the lower. And sometimes people get those terms kind of flipped. The first team, as I mentioned, that we have to talk about is Iowa State. They are an 11 seed in the Midwest region. So you see this is the top part of the region. KU is the one seed. Iowa is the five. Providence is the four. Then you also, that's the wrong region. Then you go to the other side of the Midwest right here. This is where Iowa State factors in. So a couple things for teams like this, right? If we're talking about Baylor or Kansas or Texas Tech, there's not much of a happy to be here um, factor with those teams, right? We're not talking about teams that are just pleased with being in the NCAA tournament if it's a Baylor or a Kansas or a Tech, even a Texas to some extent. But if you are getting to the Iowa States and the TCUs of the world, you have to ask, is there a just happy to be here factor? And maybe for Iowa State after the season they had last year, the answer could be yes. But because they had so much roster turnover and because there's so many new guys in there and obviously a new coach as well, also adding in the fact that they didn't really end the year as well as I think they would have liked to, I think the happy to be here factor for Iowa State is lower because I think they saw themselves a team that, that is better than what they finished. So not as much just happy to be here in my opinion, from the Iowa State Cyclones. The second part of this is, all right, we're figuring out their final four path. We have to figure out their path first to the Sweet 16, and that begins with LSU. Now, we'll break down all these matchups in specifics, at least the first round and second rounds, but uh, LSU is a very winnable game when it comes to an 11-6 because Will Wade, their head coach, is no longer there, right? That's something to factor in that they are going to be uh, you know, without their head man. And also, is there a certain element of them, you know, some of these guys might want to transfer or go somewhere else with the potential NCAA sanctions coming down the pike for LSU. Also, their head coach is no longer there. So while LSU is a really talented team, a very capable team, we've seen Iowa State beat those kinds of teams before. And I would say if Will Wade was there, I'd take LSU. But because things are kind of off the rails right now for LSU, I'm kind of leaning towards Iowa State. Now, that gets you to round two in Milwaukee, where you might have to play Wisconsin, which will be a de facto home game for them. 
I would generally say this is where the rubber is going to meet the road. But the big question for Wisconsin at this point in time is, what is the health of Johnny Davis look like? Uh, you know, is, is he 100%? I know there's been a lot of questions about that right now about Johnny Davis. Uh, you know, will he be okay? Um, you know, he, he did not look great last week against Michigan State and said it was a, a abnormal week of practice for him. He was injured on a flagrant foul in the loss to Nebraska uh, uh, last week, I think it was. Um and so, you know, Wisconsin's not playing great basketball at the moment. That's a very gettable team. If Iowa State were to get their way into the Sweet 16, Auburn was a team that would give them hell, give them a lot of problems. And USC is a crazy, is a very good athletic team as well. But uh, if Iowa State were to get that far, you know, I think I, I'd feel better about their matchups. Um, you know, just you kind of feel good about them winning back-to-back games. But the question would be, all right, did, did they win it because, you know, they got a team without a coach, then the team with the best player injured, or do they win it because their quality of play? Um, that 7-10 matchup between USC and Miami is interesting. We saw Miami give Duke all they could handle in the ACC tournament. But um, USC is a team at 26-7. and It's misleading 26-7 and because of how soft that schedule was. So a lot of interest for me in that Iowa State path, but I, I ultimately think it would come up just short in the Elite Eight. So if they were able to make the Sweet 16, it's a great accomplishment. Being in the tournament, once again, is a good accomplishment for them. But their path to Final Four, the path to Sweet 16 looks okay. Their path to Final Four becomes difficult with a matchup with a USC or an Auburn, in my opinion. And then you look at the top of the Midwest region, you're going to have to deal with the Jayhawks, most likely, or a red-hot Iowa, right? That It kind of feels like where that top of that bracket is trending for an Elite Eight berth at this moment in time. All right, so we talked about Iowa State. The next team we need to discuss is TCU. They are coming into this tournament as a eight or nine seed rather in the South. So you see it right there. I, I will say this. I like TCU's team. They've got some good athletes. It's a fun team to watch. Um, you know, Seton Hall is no pushover. But if you're talking about the just happy to be here teams, I would say TCU is happy because their coach knows that this season Jamie Dixon needed to find an appearance in the NCAA tournament. There were a lot of questions about whether or not the Jamie Dixon experience is one that was happening at TCU that you know was really go- was was very successful, right? Uh, was that was that you know the right move for for him and for the school, and is it trending in the right direction? Well, I, I love the season they had, twenty and twelve. I love Mike Miles battling through his injuries, Eddie Lampkins. Been a nice story. Uh, you know, love the O'Bannon and Ball. They've got some good depth on this team. Seton Hall's a decent team, good coach, Kevin Willard. We know that. But the problem for them is the rubber will meet the road in the in the Arizona game. I know TC is a team that can hit some tough shots, and we're not sure if Kirk Kreese is gonna be um 100% for TC or for excuse me, for Arizona. But I I think that look, uh, I would favor Arizona even without. Kirk Carissa, and they won the Pac-12 without him as well. The Pac-12 tournament, you know, he gets injured and he was not there for the, I think the final two games that they had in that tournament. So TCU, there's a certain uh, happy to be here factor, but because of their matchups, this is why we said it was important for them to get off that eight, nine line. Arizona is a nightmare for them. And look, they know they can beat a Kansas. They know they can hang with a Baylor. The problem is you're not going to get those teams. If those two are one seeds and both in your conference, you're not going to get those teams 
coming in uh, because, you know, as, as one seeds, because you've already played them both twice and they're not going to make a rematch in round two. They don't have to. So they went the other direction and gave them, you know, it's either Arizona or Gonzaga and they get Arizona, who's just going to be a difficult matchup for them, especially inside. So TCU, I see as a second round exit, uh, their path to sweet 16 is very difficult. It's a difficult South region that they've got. And I, I don't think their hopes are, are very good of making it out of it. So we'll even, you know, we'll save the uh, even talk down the line, but look, if, if they were to make it out of there, they'd have, um, you know, to get the elite eight, excuse me, I'm going to go find that one more time. The Midwest number, or excuse me, South number one. So there it is. You know, they'd have to play a other uh, red hot UAB team coached by Andy Kennedy. who I like a lot, or they'd have to go up against Kelvin Sampson's Houston Chattanooga's, you know, looking good so far, but I think Illinois is going to knock them off. So there's a lot of difficult teams that have to play. And then down the line to make it, I mean, Villanova, Tennessee, uh, Loyola, Chicago, and Ohio State, both teams that if they got hot could do it. Like I would favor all those teams over TCU at this moment in time. All right. So let's keep moving. We've got Texas now is the next team to look at. And there it is. They are in the East region. So the big key for Texas and Chris Beard is that there is not a happy to be here. They should be here. We know the amount of talent they have. There's no excuse for them not to be in the NCAA tournament. But for them, the big question is, can they win a tournament game? If Chris Beard gets a tournament win, it will be, um, you know, it's going to be one where uh, we're going to say, all right, you got more accomplished than Shaka Smart did, right? That's, that would be the big story on that front. Virginia Tech's a very good team who's playing very good basketball. They've got a variety of guys that can hurt you in the perimeter in the forms of Storm Murphy and Hunter Couture, uh, you know, Justin Mutz inside, and obviously Keve Aluma has been a major threat as well. And uh, they move the basketball really well. So they're going to get your defense working, moving, and Texas is going to have to keep up with that. Um, you know, Texas is known for their defense and they're going to have to try to keep tech to a low scoring game. And tech has been putting up a lot of points lately. So I think it matchups hard. If they do make it out of that first round, Purdue, another team that puts up a lot of points. Um, I, I, you know, Texas to me is a capped at a sweet 16 team. Um, I don't favor them in round two. And I think they might even get KO'd in round one because how well money Mike Young's group is playing. So, their final four path, you know, even if they were to get past to Purdue, there is probably a Kentucky down the line. And also, uh, you know, at the top, Baylor, UNC, St. Mary's, UCLA. So, like, that's the, the team I'm most concerned about out of that group is obviously Baylor you are concerned with. They already beat them twice this year. But in Elite Eight, if they were to make it to Elite Eight, it's to say. Uh, UCLA as well, just with the amount of experience that that UCLA team has. That would be concerning also. But – it feels like one win in this tournament would be progress. I'm not sure if they get to it. I don't see them beating Virginia Tech and Purdue in the same weekend. It just feels like a team that's not, you know, that we weren't accustomed to ripping off really good wins uh, in consecutive fashion this year. All right. That's the first three teams talking about their past the final four. You guys can tell I'm not super high on them right now. Uh, quick word from our sponsors. We'll get to three teams that do have a very good shot of making the final four. Today's show is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is a place where you guys can play a bunch of fun tournament games right now. They've got single game pickums that pit star players against star players. Take control back from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best for the gameplay that does not rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. 
Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their game gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you choose. It's a simple, easy way. It's the way that daily fantasy should be. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on, L-S-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on, and you guys will receive a 100% deposit match. It's stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, so the next three teams we got to talk about uh, going backwards in terms of seeding. Go to the West region where it is. Uh, actually, I have missed my West too, so I'll show you guys the full bracket. Top left corner, I know it's small, but you guys can see it's the Gonzaga's region. If you look at Gonzaga top left and you go all the way down to the three seed, you'll find Texas Tech there. They've got a matchup against Montana State first. I like their chances of getting the Sweet 16. Sure, Alabama's a tough team, but they just have not gotten it rolling you know, in an in, impressive in fashion this year. Rutgers is a tough tournament team with a lot of experience. It's beaten good teams, but I would like Texas Tech's chances to smother a team like a Rutgers and also Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame would have much for Texas Tech either. Now, make sure Kevin McCullough is healthy and good to go, and I think Tech will be in good shape, but I think Sweet 16 is definitely a, a good spot that I see them um, also bet online, their best, their odds, excuse me, not best odds, their odds right now, they have got Texas tech with the second best odds to make it out of that region. I agree with that. Uh, I, I think there's a very good, like, so if tech played Duke today, I think, I think I would pick, uh, tech because of how good now it's not just being, being a homer. You guys heard me. I was down on the other big 12 teams that we just went through. If I had to pick tech or Duke today, I would pick tech because of the way that uh, that Texas Tech is playing. Now, I know they got bounced in the tournament championship final, but still, I, I know they had a couple sputtering moments down the stretch, but a neutral court with the way they play in a tournament setting, I think this team is perfectly set up to play this way. So I, I think that's something that we have definitely have to do, take into account, um, is that, you know, it's just this is this kind of a, a setting that really does help Texas Tech and Look, I think it's very possible we get an Elite Eight matchup with Texas Tech and Gonzaga. Uh, that, that's where I think this thing would head. Sweet 16 for Texas Tech. It would most likely be, let's see, I think that, yeah, uh, Texas Tech would be um, in the Sweet 16. It would be Duke or Michigan State, it feels like. Hey, Davidson could pull off the upset, but I, I think um, Davidson and Duke would be a poor matchup for Davidson just because of the more athleticism that Duke has. And if Duke attacks the rim, they'll be in good shape. Davidson got pushed around a little bit by Richmond in that game. So I think, I feel like a Gonzaga, um, a Gonzaga versus Tech Elite Eight matchup here might be incoming. I think that'd be really fun. And they'd be round two. But the thing I asked Emery Lida about the other night, and this is what I'm unsure about, is is is, is uh, Gonzaga a different team than the one that faced do? Uh, excuse me. Is Gonzaga a different team than the one that faced Texas Tech earlier in the season? I know Tech is a different team. I know they're a much better team. Is Gonzaga a different team? Are they a better team? Do they need to be a better team? I think they probably will have to be, but we'll see. Obviously, you got a star like Chad Holmgren, but this is a team that, that um, you know, I think pounding the rock to Drew Timmy might work there. We saw David McCormick. That was the plan for Kansas against Texas Tech, and it worked to do a lot of success. 
is that what they would do? Because I think Bryson Williams is a guy that could spread out and, and guard. Uh, and Kevin O'Banner, you know, they'll use those guys to try and guard Chet Holmgren. We'll see if that works, but you kind of trust Tech on defense. It's an interesting matchup. I really think it is. And that's the one that I hope we get in that West region. All right, let's get on to these two one seeds, right? Let's go to the Baylor in the South first. They're the number four overall seed. Uh, let's see, Baylor in the East, excuse me. Baylor is in the East. Here it is. So Baylor, Norfolk State, it's an interesting game just because Norfolk State obviously has got the pedigree of pulling upset before. Um, they got by Coppin State to get that 16 seed. I think Baylor will be fine. North Carolina and Marquette, both these teams are tough. I think we kind of favor Carolina to get there to the next round. If their shooting is hot and Armando Baycott's playing well, they could cause some problems for Baylor. But I think Baylor, this is a moment where they thrive, and I think their guards can definitely outplay North Carolina's guards. North Carolina's guards have kind of been up and down at times this season, and I trust the experience of the Baylor guards over the experience of the Carolina guards a lot more. Look, I think Flo Thamba is a guy that can maybe limit some of what Armando Baycott does. The big question is, when Flo is out of the game, how would they take care of Armando in the post? That's going to be the uh, that's going to be the big thing. Is they put Sohan on him, they put Matt Meyer on him. You know how do, how do you handle uh, Baycott when you know when Flo Thamba is out of the game? But look, um, I think a UCLA matchup would be delicious, would be tasty. Uh, kind of the other side of the Final Four that we didn't get to see last year, right? UCLA and and Gonzaga, um, the one team that, that that we you know that Baylor did not get to face in the Final Four last year. I think that would be interesting. Look down the bracket. I mentioned this before in the East region. Texas is there. Purdue is there. Kentucky is there. Kentucky got bounced by Tennessee. But look, that's a team because of what they have caused a lot of problems. You know, just with the, they're so well rounded. Now, they lost Tennessee, and that was a bad performance. But um, I would take Kentucky right now today over Baylor if, if you gave me that matchup. So I, I think the UCLA matchups in the potential Sweet 16 matchup is a really fun, exciting one if UCLA can get there and make sure Juzang and Hawkes are healthy. Hawkes look really good in the uh, the Pac-12 championship game. So I, I like Baylor's path to a Final Four. I think the path to Sweet 16 is um, Carolina is the issue there, obviously, but I think Baylor is a better team. I think their guards match up a lot better with the guards, and I think they can take care of Baycott enough to win. And we've seen games this year where Carolina has Baycott go crazy and they're still fine. I think, to me, Kentucky – is where the rubber would meet the road and maybe even Purdue. But I would say Kentucky just because um, that's a really good two-way team. And obviously Oscar Sheepway inside is a massive problem. Athletic guards, good shooting. Kentucky kind of has it all this year. And I think that's that's why I would pick them, the, their depth over a Baylor in the Elite Eight setting. But I think Baylor definitely is um, – I think they're looking at Elite Eight. I think, I think they're looking at Elite Eight this year, and I think that's where – that's where they might fall short. But once again, I'm going to change my opinion on all this stuff once we actually see the teams play in that first round. All right. Uh, the final team we have to talk about is the Kansas Jayhawks. I mean, yeah, you know, I know this is setting up for potential, you know, disaster for KU. People are riding them pretty hard right now. But look, their final four path is pretty clear, right? I mean, they're going to get, uh, you know, a 16 seed, Texas Southern A&M Corpus Christi. Those two teams play tonight. San Diego State and Creighton. San Diego State's a really good defensive team, but doesn't have enough on offense to go shot for shot. I kind of like the way Creighton plays. I've seen a, a bunch this year. Decent shooting team, good rebounding team, um, depending on the night that you get them. But I think KU is better than that team. Iowa, to me, is the big question mark. I am more scared of Iowa for Kansas than I am scared of an Auburn, of a, of a USC, of a Wisconsin. I'm, I'm much more afraid 
of what Iowa brings to the table because while, you know, uh, Bill Self talked about the Big 12 championship game and saying both these teams like defense, talking about Tech and Kansas, and we didn't really see that defense on full display. It was a back-and-forth game. Well, what if KU's not shooting the ball very well and it gets into one of those, you know, it's a shootout and they just can't stop Keegan Murray and Jordan Bohannon's hitting his threes and, you know, the the family, it's a family affair there, as they say at Iowa with the McCaffrey's lighting it up too. Chris Murray, uh, Keegan's twin, has the ability to score as well. Like, I think there's a chance that that could go off the rails. Now, they've got to deal with a tough Richmond team, and then that South Dakota State-Providence game in terms of spread is pretty interesting. I think it's the closest spread. I think Chris Budden told me this yesterday. We were working Big 12 today. That's the closest spread for a 4-13 game, uh, you know, one of the closest in history. So that one could be a matchup for Iowa has, but I feel like Iowa is about to go on a tear, and I feel like it's KU and Iowa on a collision course for the round of 16. But this opens up, you know, my, my thing is like, I don't know who's going to come out of the bottom of the, of the Midwest region. I would not be 110%. I would not be shocked if Iowa state did. I would not be shocked if Wisconsin did be not be shocked if USC would not be shocked if Auburn did. So you're seeing those eight teams right there. I'm talking about, you know, in, in these, um, uh, these four matchups looking at, at the bottom, I, I would not be surprised if four or five of them, showed up in that suite, even Miami to some extent, like also LSU might not miss a beat and they might be motivated. Right. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but like, what if that's the storyline coming out of this March has produced much weirder things. And so because of that, because of that uncertainty, I mean, if Kansas can get by Iowa in the, you know, what we think might be Iowa in the sweet 16, this region's there for the taking. And I think they make it all the way. And if you look at the big bracket, that means for KU, if you look at, uh, who they're matched up with. Arizona would be their matchup in the final four. I would love that. That would be an absolutely spectacular game. Arizona and Kansas in that final four. So if you're talking to tell me to rank kind of the paths to the final four, I would go number one KU. I, I would say it's almost a tie between Tech and and Baylor, to be honest. Like I really do think that's a that's a that's a pretty Decent draw for each one of those teams. I would go Baylor two, Tech three, Iowa State four, Texas five, TCU six. In terms of confidence level, you know, and going to the Final Four. And I mean, I'm not confident. All you know, confident in KU actually making the Final Four. Pro, feel pretty good about that. Pretty confident in Baylor in the Elite Eight. Um, so obviously, if you get there, you got a chance to make the Final Four. Tech, I, I like their chances to make the Elite Eight, and we'll see if they can get them in the rematch this year. But um, you know, and then Iowa State, if they put a run together, it'd be exciting to watch. But Texas TCU kind of kicking that to the side. Um, Iowa State, I don't think is going to be in the Final Four either. Once again, not not surprised if any of the big three, though, make it. Like, not surprising if if Baylor, KU, or uh, Texas Tech make it. I know it's kind of chalky way to say it, but I mean, it's honest. It's why those teams are ranked where they are. All right, that will do it for today's show. One more word from our sponsors before we get out of here. Today's show is brought to you by Run Your Pool and RunYourPool.com. Run Your Pool is the best way to get in on the March Madness action. They give you more resources, more intel than ESPN and CBS to make your picks. Right now, you can go there and play against us for an up to $1,800 cash prize at RunYourPool.com slash locked on. While you're there, create a pool uh, and use the promo code Pure Madness. You get $10 off at checkout. We look forward to seeing you there. Also, today's show is brought to you by BetOnline and BetOnline.net. If you want to get in on the NCAA tournament action today, go to BetOnline 
and betonline.net today. They've got spreads, odds, totals, first halves, overs, unders, anything you could want, anything you could need, they've got there today. So you guys go to betonline and betonline.net and you guys can find that there today. Bet online, it's where the game starts. All right, that will do it for me. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You can follow me personally at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find the show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.